0: This is a Hof Studios podcast. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. Um, online dating is... Uh, been on my mind I uh god man it's such a fucking nightmare it really is the worst I mean I'm not uh particularly jealous of like my married friends and friends and relationships and all that like you know uh it's worth mentioning at the at the top of this that like Uh, you know, not everybody is necessarily meant to be locked down in a monogamous relationship for the rest of their lives. Like not, despite like societal pressures for that. um, Yeah, we're getting deep, I just said societal pressures a minute into the podcast, but uh, yeah, we're, uh, you know, despite that, like it, the reality is that there is just, it doesn't work for everyone. Matter of fact, it doesn't work for most. Like, think of it this way. 50% of marriages, they say, end in divorce, roughly, right? So if half of marriages end in divorce, which means they don't work, what about the other 50% that don't end in divorce that don't work? I might have made this point before, but... You know what I'm saying, though? Basically, what I'm trying to say is the majority of this shit doesn't work. And a bunch of people are trying to meet new people via the internet. And it does give you an avenue towards meeting people, but the truth of the matter is the people you meet are fucking awful. And they, they usually suck. And... You know, I just had a city, shitty, a city. Wow, Jesus! I just had a shitty situ, situation, shitty situation. Uh, myself, where I was, uh, was talking to this girl, and and things seemed great. You know, it it all seemed to be going very well. And you, one of the key things with online dating is you got to get them off the app, right? You got to get the messaging off the app and then onto your actual phone. And then from there, maybe you talk on the phone, maybe do a little FaceTime. And then at that point, you get to the the actual date part where you might have sex with each other or whatever. And it's not to say that I haven't had my mild successes there, but the reality is to try to find a long-term relationship that way is damn near impossible, and I feel like even as much as, uh, you know, I'd like to pretend that I'm the type of guy who's just gonna, yay, dude, I'm just gonna go out there and bang whatever for whatever, you know, for the rest of my life and just be this womanizing fucking, uh, single bachelor dude who's just pounding puss, uh, No, that's not me. That's not me at all. And and I don't, I would think I would become like, ugh. I see those types of guys, you know? You see those types of guys and you realize how just like devoid of happiness they really are. Because they're trying to pretend they're having the time of their life. Just like banging different chicks every night. And it's, in theory it sounds great. You know, I mean, every guy listening is right, he's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, okay. Yeah, getting laid by a different chick every night sounds terrible. And it's like, no, it's cool for a little while, but, like, for your entire life, for that to all, all ever amounts to, it's rough. It's a rough way to go, and the guys that, like, lean in and embrace it are the the worst types of people. So there's this fucking battle going on in my head, uh, not the head of my dick, my actual brain, um, well, I guess it's, it is like that Seinfeld episode where the dick versus the brain and the chess match, and the dick seems to find a way to outsmart the brain a lot of the times, um, but yeah, there's just battle in your head where you're like, you know that not, Not everybody has some sort of hallmark Disney movie romantic ending. It doesn't work that way. It's not reality. But at the same time, though, you know that it's better to try to chase that than it is to just be a fucking philandering fuck machine that will stick his dick in anything and never have any real attachment to another human being i don't know i don't know where i really stand on it but i was talking to this girl and it all seemed so great everything was going well she got my sense of humor we even like we even talked on the phone we talked on the phone for like an hour and a half like had a really good positive conversation Then the day before we were supposed to go out, she just fucking blocked me on everything. Like, no explanation, no justification, no, like, she no whatever. I, I, I don't even know what I did wrong. And normally I can pinpoint that. Normally I can go, you fucked it up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you fucked it up at this juncture when you brought up this topic that clearly she did not like. And, uh, yeah i've had that happen with me many a times you know i had a i was talking to this one girl everything seemed great and then uh abortion came up and i don't know how it came up i'm pretty sure she brought it up because she wanted to know my stance and i was like uh i'm pro-choice and then she was like then you fucked up and i was like oh all right well it was never gonna work anyway you know what i mean like all right I didn't realize I was talking to a pro-lifer. Abortion's murder or whatever. She got all super pash about it. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, you can pinpoint it. But this one, I can't pinpoint what I did wrong. You know, she just, I mean, my guess is there was more than one. You know what I mean? Like, that's my best guess at this point. I'll never know the real rationale behind it but my get my best guess is that there was more than one uh suitor and she chose to go with the other guy over old Mikey boy here and you know whatever it's it's not the end of the world uh better of loved and lost i think shakespeare said i'm saying that very sarcastically but you know what i'm saying uh but yeah it's just it's not a natural way to meet people it's you know Text message is a great short-form way to relay information to one another, but overall, it's not a substitute for actual human interaction. It is not a uh, means in which we can really get to know each other's true intentions and true thoughts and feelings. It It's something that just completely... Uh, Disregards, um, like uh, it, you know, it basically turns us all into robots. You know what I mean? And we're and we're trying to figure out intent and emotions and what people really are mean and say, especially when you're like sarcastic, like me. Uh, It's very hard to always uh, pinpoint when I'm being sarcastic and when I'm being serious. Though this girl, ugh, this, was, this was actually one sticking point for me with her. was She was one of these, sarcasms my second language. I speak fluent sarcasm. Except she didn't, because jokes went right over her fucking head. So, you know, I, I mean, perhaps I'm better off not being with sarcasms my second language, girl. But, um, you know, it's just depressing. Like the whole thing is very depressing. I, I can't blame anyone who gets, you know, if you're out there and you're trying your hardest in the online dating world to, to meet someone, guy or girl, uh, and you're just gonna, you're gonna have a million failures. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is the other reality of it is like, So many times it's going to fail. I mean, and it makes sense, right? If you're actually trying to find someone to lock down with and be in some sort of long-term relationship, that success rate is going to be very slim. You're only going to find like one or two, maybe even three people that you can find, you know, that you would spend a long time with that, it could work, it could work long term uh most of the time though no, it's not gonna work most of the time it can't even work short term. we're just you know we're not we're not built for this type of interaction we're not this is not the way these things are supposed to be uh built up through uh messaging each other and like having prompt questions like Tell me two truths and a lie. Tell me two truths and a lie. And then it's like, well, I graduated high school. I, I've i been to Italy and I was a contestant on Jeopardy. It's like, well, I'm going to say you weren't on Jeopardy because you're definitely not smart. Oh, wow, you figured out my lie. Like, this isn't the way we interact in normal public situations. You need a social environment not just like a i don't know it doesn't necessarily be a bar but like you just you got to be out you got to do something you know maybe go bowling like whatever you got you need that type of interaction to figure out if there's anything worthwhile there otherwise you're just gonna fucking blah and it's all gonna go to shit just like it did with me and this girl and I st- and I and the ghosting thing is just like a real. It's a fucking heartless way to treat somebody, you know. Like it really. You sit there and you like pretend that you like this person, only to be like, "Oh wait, hold on, he." His favorite team's the Mets. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever it is, and then they're like, "Oh, okay, fuck this guy," and then they just hit the block button. And no explanation given, and I'm sure plenty of guys do it too, so i'm I'm not trying to attack the ladies here. I'm sure there's plenty of dudes who just go, "Oh, okay, she sucks," and they hit the block button, and they move on with their lives and it's like there's a there's actually another human being on the other side of that phone, you know what I mean like that if you actually have any type of uh empathy or sympathy or just basic decency like you could just simply be like hey it was nice chatting with you but I just don't think I'm really that interested best of luck you know what I mean like if that is enough where it's like a gent like a gentle enough lay down to just kind of be like hey thanks but no thanks and just openly say it to them and more times than not uh sane people are gonna go, oh, okay, I get it. All right, no problem. See you when I see you later, and they're gonna move on because it happens every day with online dating. The I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I'll match with people. I just got somebody matched with me five minutes ago. If I message her, she'll just probably block me instantly. Like, <laughs> like that's and I don't even understand it. Like someone will match with you, you'll send them a message like, Hey, how you doing? And I'll be like, up, oh. block. Like if you're if your intro message isn't good enough, you'll just that that's block worthy right there. Like, so we're like, I don't know, we're we're not treating each other like real people. We're we're treating it like this could be a person. It's you know what I'm saying? It's like this could be a real person to me if they pass these series of tests that I'm going to try via text message uh, to figure out if it's somebody I want to deal with. And I'm sure it's actually got to be a lot worse for women because, uh, you know, men are creeps. We're a bunch of predatory fucking creepy dudes out there. Not me. I'm not trying to just send unsolicited dick pics, but... I'm sure women get those plenty of the time, you know. Just like, oh hey, how's the weather? Here's my dick. Matter. I, I was at a, a mic the other night, and one of the female comics was like, uh, She just like opened her phone, like she saw she had a message. She opened her phone, and it was just like a uh, like a. It wasn't even like a total gross out. It was like kind of just like a sad minor bum out in her in that moment where she's like, ah, uh. Ah. I was like, wow, what's wrong? She's like, ah, this guy, he just he just sent me a picture of his dick. And I was like, why? Why? She's like, yeah, he ruined it. Now I'm never gonna talk to him again. And it's like, yeah, like, what? Why does who thought of this? <laughs> like, who is the original we gotta find the original dick pic guy and just be like, what made you think this is what women want being sent to their phones on a regular basis? I mean, I'm sure there's some, like, but I'm talking about the unsolicited ones. Cause that happened it happens way too often. It happens way too often that there's some dude just sitting around, just like scratching his chin, just being like, you know. How am I gonna get Stephanie to want to go to Olive Garden with me this weekend? I, you know what? I, I, I got a plan. You know what I mean? And then you just unzip, put like the television remote in the the background for a little measurement. Uh, I, I don't know. One of my friends was telling me. One of my buddies who's like a big. He's like a dick pic aficionado. Granted, he sends his dick pics solicited. You know what I mean? Like he he gets her into the idea of like, hey, how about you send me a little, little dirty picture and I'll send one back. And then it's like a mutual she's down with it, he's down with it type of thing. So he's not out there unsolicited sending D-pics, but, you know, he's big on the lighting. He's got like a whole process that he goes through He's got a couple that he's saved on his phone that, like, he's just really proud of. He's put a filter on him. Makes his pubes look nice. I don't know. But, you know, it's just... It's really, uh, back to online dating, is it's just a fucking... It's a depressing thing because you just deal with so much rejection so quickly without any rational explanation, you know, like... I've been rejected pretty universally by women most of my life. Like I'm, I've always been fat. I'm uh, not God's gift to women. Like that's, we know this. I've known this forever, and and I'm terrible at it. Like it's the weirdest thing. I could talk into this microphone. I can go up on a stage. I could tell my jokes. I could do my thing there. But I really, what I really can't ever do is like, talk to a woman I'm interested in one on one without coming off like an idiot. Like, I will find a way to sound like an idiot at some point or another, and I'll botch it. Like, I I don't know. It's just been the way things have gone my whole life. And, you know, it's one thing to deal with it out in the open and in person where, like, you can just pick up on the body language and the social cues and be like, oh, okay, She, she wants nothing to do with me. And then you could fuck off politely without having to have an awkward interaction whereas the online dating world like if you were if you are even going to get a response instead of the ghost it's usually going to be a very negative and hostile response like i one girl ended it with me by just telling me to fuck off she told me to fuck off and I think it was because she was, like, she was, like, a vet tech or something. She was, and I I made a joke about, I don't know, like, something about ugly dogs. I don't know. I was, like, some dogs, like, I said something like, it's great that you, like, help animals, even, like, the ugly ones. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she had, like, a picture of a pretty ugly dog. And it's fine. I love dogs. Even ugly dogs are, are still great dogs, you know. So it was like a, it was a total joke, and she just took it and she's it like, Argh. "He made he called the dog ugly. He called the dog ugly that was at the vet hospital that I work at. And he shame on him. Fuck off. So that was how that one ended. Uh but yeah, dude, it's. It's very depressing. Like I I got so depressed I found myself listening to Linkin Park the other day. <laughs> I mean like that's that's depression for you. That is deep dark depression. Not quite Papa Roach level depressed, but definitely uh definitely bummed out cuz in the end nothing really matters. I tried so hard. Got so far. I did the I did it the wrong way. You got it. you guys know the song though. Uh but no, I'm not gonna like off myself like the lead singer of Linkin Park. I uh I'm just gonna keep on trucking, you know? I'm gonna keep on trucking. I think I got a good bit out of it. Uh because, you know, like uh, when she ghosted me, I was initially shocked. I was initially shocked that I had been ghosted, but then after like a brief uh, you know few moments of self-reflection, I realized it's really not that shocking after all. Like I said, I'm fat. I, I'm i not good looking. I, I don't really have a great job. My only real talent is uh, telling jokes. You know, I'm not a catch. I'm not, uh, like I said, God's gift to women. Trying to figure out why a woman wouldn't want to date me is like, trying to figure out why somebody wouldn't want AIDS. It's a pretty uh, <laughs> pretty long list of very straightforward reasons that, you know, any rational person could pick several of the different options on that list and make a valid argument that no one's going to disagree with. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the reality of it. So... But, hey, yeah, you know, even the best fall down sometimes or whatever. I'm going to be okay. I'm not, you know, you don't, get to, you don't get to be sad about a girl that you met on online dating who you never even met in person, you never went on a date with for, like, more than 12 hours. Like, it wasn't even a 24-hour period of being bummed out about it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's, let's keep that in perspective. You know, you got to keep these things in perspective and handle them well. So I guess, you know, this would be a good time for me to say that wherever, uh, you know, I'm not going to say her name on here. I don't want to dox her or anything, but wherever she is, I just, uh, I wish her the best. The best AIDS, I should say. The best AIDS. I hope it's very, like, super aids or, like, COVID AIDS. I, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't really know. But I just hope it's evasive. And she regrets all of her life decisions, including ghosting me while she's in hospice. Um, you know, I'm just handling this well. So, uh, you know, we got to... <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, it's an abridged version of the podcast this week because... I just my life is a fucking chaotic sense the just crazy, mess of nonstop fucking action. But what else do I have for you this week? We're just gonna keep rolling here. Um oh, so everybody remembers the Jordan flu game, right? Everybody remembers Michael Jordan. He uh he had the flu. And everybody made this big deal that he played in the game. It was a playoff game, I'm pretty sure. Whatever. The Jordan flu game. It was this big moment in Michael Jordan's career where he was able to overcome the flu to play basketball. Well, I'm gonna tell you guys something about El Salvadorians. It sounds like a sounds like a real bad <laughs> start to a racist rant but uh no uh i have this el salvadorian uh dude named julio i work with and julio is tough as fuck dude julio is tough as fucking nails because he uh he he has a broken shoulder he has a broken shoulder and he's still making pizzas for 12 hours a shift With a fucking broken shoulder. Like this is epic shit dude. Everybody wanted to give Jordan. A ton of credit. For playing basketball with the flu. And I'm sure. That the Bulls loaded him up with fucking vitamins and. Fluids and all this shit to try to. Help offset the fucking effects of the fucking. Sickness and. He's already a world class athlete you know. So like he's. Immune system is in good shape and all that. Julio is comes from a fucking poor country. He immigrated here. He's worked his ass off his entire life to have some nice things and to provide for his fucking kids and his wife. And he's doing all the right things. And now he's got a broken shoulder and he's just like, step out of the way, son. I got pies to make. And on a Friday night, he made pies for 12 hours. He made pies all fucking day on a Friday, 10 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. with a fucking broken shoulder. I think this listen. I guess my overriding point here is uh poverty gets a bad rap, right? You know what I'm saying? Everybody you hear about poverty. Nobody seems to like poverty. I'm not I'm not really a fan of it either. You know, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that, uh, poverty is great or something, but you know, there's benefits and drawbacks to everything in life. That's just the reality. And I, I would have to say that, you know, um, one of the benefits of poverty is that it makes you tough as fuck, dude. It makes you tough as fuck. Like that, there, there's something to that. You know what I mean? Like Remember uh, a couple of years ago, there was a UFC fight, right? Um, Conor McGregor was fighting this dude, Khabib. I don't even remember his last name. He was Russian. Uh, so, yeah, Conor, at this point, is already, like, rich and famous and well-known. And he's, like, you know, he's on his way up. And uh, he's living on, like, a yacht. He's smoking cigars. He's got his own fucking whiskey brand. He's just, he's just chilling raking in cash, banging hot chicks, living on a yacht or whatever, having the time of his life. And now he's getting ready for this fight with this dude, Khabib. Khabib is from like the mountains of Russia. He's in like, like, not even Russia. He's in like some just fucking Eastern European fucking wilderness, just cutting down trees and, like, living off the land. And he, as a matter of fact, there was videos of him, like, wrestling bears. I'm not even fucking kidding. He would wrestle bears. That's how he got good at fighting. Was he was wrestling bears in the Russian wilderness. Somewhere where, you know, in the fucking, the middle of nowhere, just death country. Basically, you just look out into the fucking miles and miles and miles of whiteness, white death, freezing cold white death surrounding him. And he's just like, let's go bear. And he fought all these bears or whatever. And he just fucking trained like a psycho. And everybody was like, dude, Connor's gonna roast this motherfucker. I was like, uh, no. Like, no, he's not. Connor's been banging supermodels on a yacht, drunk off his ass, living the fucking, living the pampered life. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to a fight, when it comes to a battle, give me the dude who's been fighting bears in a fucking, in a shack in the woods. Because that guy knows something about survival. I mean, even my dude Julio, he's like, you know, 58 years old. Maybe he could beat up Conor McGregor. All right, maybe not that extreme. But you get what I'm saying. If you got two guys that are on like that same kind of wavelength, where it's like, all right, we're both professional fighters and then it's like, what's what's the difference maker? You know what I mean? Like, what, what gives one guy the edge over the other? And in my opinion, it's very simple. It's the guy who was fighting bears in the fucking woods because he grew up in poverty, and that's how he grew up. That's what he knew. He knew this was the formula that got him to the point that he got to. So he was just like, yeah. I'm going to go back to the woods and go wrestle it out with fucking Yogi Bear and then I'm going to come back to the octagon and I'm going to end Conor McGregor's fucking career. (laughs) Which he didn't quite end his career, but he beat the piss out of Conor McGregor. I remember watching that fight being like God damn, my friends waving their Irish flags. Oh, it's Conor. I'm like, no, dude. We're about to watch our fellow Irishmen get fucked up. Because, again, all I'm trying to say is... Poverty gets a bad rap. But it's not all bad. That's all I'm saying. It's not all bad. Poverty can make you tough as fuck. If that's something you care about. Just worth mentioning. It is the podcast sensation that has swept the motherfucking nation or maybe just the long island, whatever. You know what I'm saying here? It's a total degenerate podcast. That's right. So please subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends to listen to the podcast, get them on here. It's fucking, it's the best thing ever. Uh, I'm going to be trying to have some guests coming on. We've got some funny ass comedians. That I got to get on the show soon. Uh, I don't know. We're going to try some different shit. I, at least I'm always, always trying to find a way to try different shit. And then I don't, and then I just do the same thing I do every week. But hey, the thing I've been doing every week works. It's fun. We have fun on this fucking podcast. It's laughs and jokes and yada, yada, yada. And I'm going to give out a bunch of football w- losers in a minute. It's fun, so check out the pod, subscribe, rate, review, leave a nice little fucking uh, comment or two if you want, and uh, tell your friends, and for those who have already done that, thank you as always. All right, three picks, the NFL this weekend, Um, but before I get into those, just going to promote that tomorrow night, tomorrow night, October 27th. Two shows, that's right, two motherfucking shows, baby. I had mentioned I might make the finals. Well, guess what? Your boy made the finals in a contest, comedy contest. That's at Governor's Comedy Club, um, Governor's, McGuire's Comedy Club in Bohemia, 1030 show. You can find tickets at govs.com. Uh, it's the 1030 show, October 27th, uh, it's gonna be a fun show, I know know, a bunch of fucking killers on this lineup, it's gonna be awesome, so if you're available, definitely come out, uh, Friday night for that, that's the late show, I advertise the late show first, because, guess what, if you, you don't wanna stay out late, no problem, there's an early show, and we're gonna be dressed up in Halloween costumes, it's a Halloween show, Hol- you know. Halloween, do the mash, the monster mash. I don't know, whatever. I-, I don't know what other Halloween songs there are. I guess I could do the the fucking Michael Myers, do 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 do, or whatever. Fuck that. Uh, Seven thirty, Holbrook, right down the road from McGuire's. Five minute drive between the two. You could technically do both. You could do both, but that's that's asking a lot, and I'm not a- expecting you to do both. But Squarehead Brewery, Holbrook, tomorrow night, October 27th. It is a 7.30 show. It is a cool little off-the-grid brewery um, right off Grundy Avenue, off Vets Highway, just a mile or so down the road from McGuire's. Yeah, definitely come check it out. Also a great lineup. I'm headlining that Halloween show, so I'll be headlining the 7.30 show. And then we're heading over to McGuire's to do the contest show at 10.30. Uh, I highly recommend coming out to both or either one of these shows because it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, uh, get on board. And here we go, NFL week fucking eight already. Jesus. All right, time to give out some winners. I actually have, last time I did picks, I was awful. But uh, we're going to change it up. We're going to go back. Uh, Let's see here. Scrolling over the games. Chargers-Bears is a primetime game. No one wants to watch the Bears in primetime. Fuck it, though. I'm going to give it out as a pick. Give me the Bears plus nine. Bears plus nine at the Chargers. The Chargers are like the Vikings. They play one-score games. I get that the Bears stink, but nine's a big number. I'll take nine with the Bears. All right, what's another ugly dog I want to give out? Uh, This one's not too ugly. Give me the Rams plus six at the Cowboys. The Cowboys have cooled off. They are not the darlings that everybody thinks they are, and the Rams seem to be pretty scrappy, even when They lose. Like, they lost last week. They kind of got fucked by the refs. He did not get the – it was a fourth and one. The Steelers went for it, but it was before the two-minute warning, and the Rams were out of timeouts. So the line judge calls fucking Pickett over the line and says that he got the first down. The replay clearly shows otherwise. He is clearly, like, a full yard short of the first down. And they – there was nothing the Rams could do. It was above two minutes, so there was no official review. Therefore, the Rams couldn't do anything. It was first and ten Steelers, and that was the game. So the Rams, uh, they're scrappy. I, I like them. They're getting six. So give me the Rams plus six at Dallas Sunday afternoon. And then finally, I'll give you one more pick. I like how I pick fucking completely out of order. Um... Give me the Packers at home, pick pick'em. Minnesota just beat the fucking 49ers. The Packers don't seem to be able to do much right these days. They just lost to Denver. It seems like a perfect just fade the, the last thing you saw. The last thing you saw was the Packers lose, and the last thing you saw was the Vikings beat the fucking team that everybody thinks is the best team in the league. Um, so let's guess again. Give me the Packers. Out pick pick'em. So there you go. Packers pick'em, Rams plus six, and then at night, because I hate myself, I will take the Chicago Bears and whoever plays quarterback for them to scramble around and make some plays and cover a nine-point spread. All right, there you go. There's my pack of losers. They're all going to win, except probably not. Uh, come out to see a comedy show tomorrow night. Uh, thank you for everybody listening, and we will do this again next week. Later. <laughs>